At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We've got three hours of fun coming up as we're going to be joined in studio by really a trio of great guests as. You've got the Sports Gambling Podcast Network guys that are currently in the lovely city of Las Vegas. Sean Green is going to be joining me along with Ryan Kramer. That is going to be in hour number two. We're going to have a nice chatter here at the desk about what we're going to be seeing NFL Week 1. Going to be taking a look at some college football with those two gentlemen as well. Here in hour number one, we're going to be talking a lot about week number one with Frank Schwab. He does an amazing job over there. Yeah, sports taking a look at the great game that we all know and love and He's a man that a few years ago, I remember, he finished in the top 50 of the Super Contest as well. So we need to discuss a little bit of strategy there, take a look at a lot of these games for week one. So we're going to have some fun there. And then in our number three, Raheem Palmer. He is going to be in studio as well. He does a great job over there at the Ringer. We're going to be discussing just a little bit of strategy in general for week one. We're going to be ex- we're going to be talking about just a couple of gambling basics as well. And that's something that I'm going to be talking about here in our number one, as well as we do wind up getting set because 48 hours from now when I'm on this program, we're going to be reacting to what we wind up seeing from the first game of the NFL season. Many of you guys wind up diving in on week one of the college football season and taking a look forward to week two, all those nice, beautiful overreactions that we wind up getting from week one as well. And this is just sort of the time of year in which we wind up having a lot of chatter. You wind up turning on the TV to 
insert your big time network here and you wind up hearing a lot of people being bullish on team x bearish on team y and it feels like a lot of shows they wind up stealing a lot of the other shows various opinions it winds up being a little bit of group thought at this point and i do think that that is very interesting when you do wind up taking a look at it because you're always going to notice when it comes to this time of year when you're preparing for a lot of these games in terms of the nfl and for a college football perspective you wind up seeing the group thought overreaction as well from in most cases one game from these teams that we wind up seeing some cases you did wind up having a few teams wind up playing a second game from week zero like new mexico state utah state teams of that nature but really for a lot of these teams a lot of the major teams are going to be contending for the college football playoff it wound up being one game and i do think that it is very important to when you do wind up getting those data points like we now have in college football week one absolutely take account for them if you were a little bit bearish on notre dame going into their game against ohio state i do think that they deserve a little bit of credit where credit is due no doubt having in jigba wind up going down for ohio state in week one that's something that you do want to wind up adding in there when you do wind up giving the credit where the credit is due but at the same time obviously a good performance if you're relatively high on notre dame maybe you wind up making a little bit less of an adjustment but Obviously, it needs to be taken into account when you do wind up getting into that. And I do think that this is also a very fine line to wind up trending on as well, because you do wind up having the, uh, I guess you could call it back and forth of, do you wind up just listening to a lot of the hype? And do you wind up just being in a case in which you want to maybe reverse your opinion a little bit? Or do you want to stay strong? Do you want to hold up throughout? Because I do think that it happens in every single sport in terms of the buildup. You feel very good about a team towards the beginning of the offseason. You then wind up becoming a little bit more bearish on them or vice versa. The more that you look into a team, the more that you dive into them, the more you like them. And I do think that it is so important that, for one, take a look at what wound up working out for you best in the past because this is what you want to be relying upon the most because everyone winds up having different ways of being able to evaluate coming into a season. And I do think that it is so important that you just wind up utilizing as many resources as humanly possible when it comes to preparing for any sport, whether that be the NBA that's going to be coming up in a little bit over a month, whether that be college basketball that's going to be coming up down the line. Obviously, most of the NFL research should be done by now. If you do not know what wound up happening in the 2021 NFL draft and you're trying to play that sort of catch up well, you might want to sit week one out and you might want to try to get data points and play the catch-up game as for a little bit of an extension on your homework from the teacher at this point. But with that said, I do think that it is very important that the absolute number one thing that you do wind up doing when it comes to coming into a season is rely upon what wound up happening in the past. And some of you guys might be sitting there saying, well, this is my first time really evaluating shall we say, like all 131 teams in terms of college football. I used to be a little bit of a specialist looking at like the Big 12, the SEC, insert your conference here. And in the case of the NFL, maybe it's one of those cases in which I've done a little bit of NFL, but I haven't necessarily dove into a full bore. This is going to be year number one. And the best thing I could say is just look for as many tools as humanly possible. I do think that the more information you wind up getting, the better. Now, you want to evaluate what winds up working out and what does not wind up working out because there are certain things that you want to take a look at and you realize, oh, this is a set that it really did not wind up doing a whole lot for me. Like I wind up doing a lot of college basketball and certainly a style of play is something that is very important. I do notice that something like amount of free throws attempted on a per possession basis versus a per game basis. That is something that I wind up not being able to put as much into. And 
you do wind up having certain conferences in which everything is all over the map. You'll wind up having a non-conference game. It's like, well, Team X, they wind up getting much more free throws than Team Y when it's like, all right, you've got the Big Ten in which it's just so physical. A lot of the refs, they wind up letting them play it out. Meanwhile, you've got insert your conference here where everyone's just jacking up threes. Nobody is fouling whatsoever. I do think that that does wind up playing a little bit of a role in it as well. But I do think that it is just so important to winding up taking a look at what has worked out for you in the past and what has not worked out for you in the past and winding up being able to rely upon that. Don't wind up falling into a trap of thinking, oh, I've heard like five people today mention that the Buffalo Bills are just going to absolutely run roughshod over the leg. I wasn't necessarily too high on them. Just because you wind up hearing all that doesn't mean that you need to be in the bandwagon of the Buffalo Bills. And at the same time, you probably don't want to ignore it either. Just being able to play the middle game, I always think is very good because in this day and age, it doesn't matter what it is, whether you're taking a look at the NFL, whether you're taking a look at college football, everything that you wind up seeing last is either the greatest or the worst. And there's not really a whole lot of, eh, you know what? It was a relatively okay effort. You would have liked to see a little bit more on offense, but you know what? Not bad. You don't wind up getting a lot of those, shall we say, if it's a pass-fail grade, a pass, but not necessarily passing with flying colors. Sort of grade. You wind up getting either the just hard fail or the hard pass. And I do think that it is very important to try to winding up being able to just take a little bit of a middle ground approach. And I always think that in life in general, that always winds up working out best for me as well. But I do think that getting into the season, doing all of your evaluations, just being able to... Uh, take things into perspective. Don't wind up going overboard on one specific thing. And at the same time, looking at what has been successful for you. I do think that that is very important. And something that we're going to be talking about all night long with many of our guests. We're obviously going to be taking a look at these week one games that I mean, they have been out for a very, very long time with our good friend, Frank Schwab. So we're going to try to get some unique angles as well, because I think that that is always something as big as well. I mean, these week one games, you've heard 57 people break this game down and probably like, 55 different ways, but trying to be able to take a look at it from a little bit of a different approach, maybe try to unearth something that's a little bit more unique. I do think that that is something that is very important and something that we do want to trying to do here at VEASAN as well. We've got our pro football and college, college football betting guys, almost said college basketball, because that's the one that I'm working on right now, getting set for that upcoming season. And that will be coming as well if you're a VEASAN subscriber. So you're able to be on the lookout for that. But I do think that it is so important to winding up just utilizing as much as humanly possible. And that's something that's always important for baseball. I personally can tell you right now, things are getting a little bit haywire in terms of the MLB cards that we are seeing as we're seeing more and more big favorites. And that means that you have more and more opportunities for underdogs to wind up being able to come through. And we've been noticing it all season long. A lot of these bigger underdogs have been able to prevail, even though we have been seeing a little bit of a run on favorites. And I do think that it is important to point this out. Over the last seven days in Major League Baseball, favorites, as I sit here right now, is we've got a couple games that are pending. There are a lot of games out there on the West Coast. We've got this absolute calamity that's going on between the Atlanta Braves and the Oakland A's, in which 19 total runs have been scored, and it's in the seventh inning. So, I mean, there are just some things that you just cannot wind up seeing coming. That's one of them right there, which... If you wound up having an alternate total of 18 and a half in this game, I certainly do salute you because I did not. But with that said, when it comes to MLB favorites thus far, 64 and 24 with a few games for Tuesday pending over the last seven days. But many of these favorites, they have been larger favorites that have been going down. And I think that that's really been a theme that we've been seeing all year long. And you do wind up seeing overinflation. I've been talking about it a lot here in this first segment in which 
A lot of people, they like to think that something is the greatest ever or the worst ever. You're not really willing to take that middle approach. And as a result, you do wind up seeing very extreme numbers when you do wind up seeing matchups between insert your best team in the league here and insert your worst team in the league here. We wind up seeing it across all sports, and it's no different than baseball. A team that maybe should be, we're going to call them a minus 220 favorite. They wind up going up to minus 260, minus 270. In some cases, it winds up going even further, further northward, and that's where the value can really be made in this time of the baseball season. We wind up seeing it with the Pittsburgh Pirates, which, little known fact, in the month of very late May, slash, I think that this wound up lingering into very early June, if I remember correctly, that series. The Pittsburgh Pirates wound up being able to sweep the LA Dodgers on the road. If you would have rolled over the money line in all three of those games, you put down $100 in game one on the Pittsburgh Pirates money line, and then you wind up taking that original 100 and the winnings, and you roll it over to game two and then in game three, you would have made $4,800 on that. And that's back in the month of May where things were a little bit more demonstrative than they are right now, but they wind up taking down the New York Mets in a, a 8-2 game, and if you, like me, wind up having the under, that was just a complete and utter disaster, but it's very important to take a look at teams that they are still giving you a relatively good and honest effort, and I always think that when it comes to sports in general, always keep in mind, even though the front office might be tanking, a lot of these players that are out there on the field, these guys are fighting for their livelihoods. They are fighting for their next check. A lot of these guys, they are hoping that they could perhaps wind up being able to make the most out of what in a lot of cases is a trial for them. So always do keep that in mind when it comes to the good and the bad, but something that I can tell you falls into the category of the good and not just the good, the very good. Frank Schwab does a great job over there at Yahoo Sports. We're going to be taking a look at the NFL slate for week one up next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, 
but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is football season, and betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now it is that time to become a VSIN Pro subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro football guides. Only VSIN subscribers get all the tools to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles on every single team with advanced stats and power rankings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, player awards, and so much more. Sign up early for a discounted $175 to receive both guides and full VSIN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or for just 40 bucks a month, see everything that VEASAN has to up your sports betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by Frank Schwab, one of the best men that you're going to find covering the game of football. A man that, much like myself, from the great state of Wisconsin. And Frank, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate it, Greg. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And... 48 hours from now, we are going to be able to react to a little bit of football. And how about if we start with this game with the Rams and the Buffalo Bills with the Rams? We want to find them clocking in as a one-point favorite on the open. Right now, it's been holding pretty steady for the last few weeks with the Buffalo Bills finding themselves right around a two-and-a-half-point favorite, depending upon where you look. And I just take a look at this game a little bit more. And the biggest unknown here, it is the health of Matthew Stafford, which is why you did wind up seeing this line move. Do you feel like this line movement has been warranted, or do you think that this has perhaps went a little bit too far? I think the pendulum has swung too far. And by the way, we we both know the books don't want to move to three. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting because if you're giving me the Rams with three points at home the night they raised the banner, they're yes, staff the, the Stafford injury is a concern, but He's been practicing. Everybody says he's making all the throws. I mean, is he maybe 80% and we're going to see that on Thursday night? Yes, that is, there is a risk of that. But I am going to trust the Rams that they're not going to put him in harm's way, that he is going to look mostly like Matthew Stafford. The rest of that team is, is basically healthy. And if you're giving me three points at home, defending Super Bowl champs, very good team. I love the Bills this year. Everybody loves the Bills. But it's just too much. It just it, I just think this game should have been the, the opening line of a pick was about right. And if I can get that somehow to a field goal before kickoff, I will be all over it. I really like the Rams there. I just think that they're going to be fired up, and I think they're going to feel a little disrespected. I, not that all these guys are looking at the point spread, but all the talk has been about the Bills. All the t- they're, they're the darling of the offseason. They're the Super Bowl favorites. And you know in that Rams locker room, those guys are thinking, hey, wasn't it us that just won the Super Bowl? Aren't we the one that just got rings? So I think that there's going to be a little chip on their shoulder too for this game. And do you think that perhaps the Buffalo Bills being plus 550 in the futures market to be able to win the Super Bowl has went a little bit too far because I'm in agreement with you. I do think that the Buffalo Bills, they are, in my opinion, a team that they deserve to be the top team coming into the NFL season. But I don't know if I'd be 
quite putting them at plus 550, and I certainly wouldn't wind up making them a two and a half point favorite on the road in week one. As you mentioned, it's going to be a big giant ceremony with the guys getting their rings, raising up a banner, and that's just something that I feel like the love has went a little bit too far here with the Bills. I, I completely agree with you. I, I mean, on one hand, look, the, the Bills, when you look at that roster on paper, you do say this could be the best offense and the best defense of football. That, that's on the table for them. That's within a range of outcomes. But it's also a team that is not, you know, they've made one AFC championship game since I believe 1994. They lost an AFC championship game, by, I believe, by 14 points at Kansas City two years ago. What have they really done? What, what, uh, yeah, they lost a close playoff game at Kansas City last year. They have a lot of talent. But this team, you know, they haven't taken that step yet. And for them to be such a, a very, pretty much an overwhelming favorite at this point, it, it's, I don't, it, it's justified that they're the favorite. But I, like you said, a little bit too much love there. And I, I was just looking this up today. Since, you know, the, this century, that, that spans 22 seasons of football, only three times as a preseason favorite won at all. So you can love the Bills and try to talk yourself into a plus 550, even you can find plus 600 maybe somewhere. But keep in mind, Preseason favorite doesn't win it very often. And the Bills, there's a lot of pressure on them. Look, we're both from Wisconsin. We know what football crazy places are like yes. when you live and breathe football. The Rams can blend into L.A. They're they're not even the number one team there. That's the Lakers or the Dodgers. Everybody in Buffalo is telling those Bills players every time they're out to the grocery store, or Starbucks or whatever, hey, this is the year we're finally going to get that Super Bowl. There's a lot of pressure on the Bills this year to finally deliver for Buffalo. So we'll see how they react to all that. I just still remember a few years ago when Josh Allen was just coming into the league, where he was then and where the Bills are now. It's just absolutely insane to think about. But this is, along with the Bills versus Rams, a growing trend that we're seeing in week one of the NFL. Ten, count them, ten home underdogs. And no doubt, we should not be seeing, like, zero home underdogs here. That would be a big, giant overreaction as well as we've got some teams that are outmatched. I'm looking at you, the Chicago Bears, but... What do you wind up making out of the fact that we've got 10 home underdogs? Because I think that it lends a lot of value to these home teams in week one. I absolutely do. And I mean, we both got, we both know that home field advantage is as low as it's ever been. I, I mean, I, I've really cut back on, you know, you kind of own almost automatically for a while there. If a home team was minus three or less, you, you're, you're really leaning towards that home team. Not so much anymore, but still 10 home underdogs. I just feel look there. There are a couple of home under or road favorites that I do like, and I, like you said, it's going to be really hard to bet on the Chicago Bears. Like you know, teams like that or the Atlanta Falcons or whoever. But I think if you took all ten home underdogs, you do just fine because we see every year in Week One weird things happen. I remember a couple of years ago, Indianapolis goes down to Jacksonville. Jacksonville beats them. The Philip Rivers year with Indianapolis, and then Jacksonville. You know, everybody thought, oh, maybe Jacksonville's they're terrible the rest of the season. I think they won one more game all year. We just see weird things happen week one. So all these teams we don't think are very good. Maybe they just had that week one uprising. I, I think of a team like the New York Jets. I don't think the Jets are very good, but the Ravens have some injury issues. You know, Ronnie Stanley, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, all these guys, they're breaking in some new receivers. And so maybe, maybe we might see something like that with the Jets where they win this game and go on and win three more the rest of the year. Some stuff like that's going to happen week one. So, yeah, I, all these week one home underdogs, I'm definitely trying to find as many of them as I can to back. And I think you pointed out something that was just tremendous there because the old mantra used to be, you award three points to the home team. You really don't deviate oh, yeah. off of that. And I do think that in this day and age, it does need to be a little bit different because there are some spots in which sometimes I think it's worth a little bit more than three points. Like you take a look at the Denver Broncos versus Seattle Seahawks game. This wound up opening up with the Denver's 
Denver Broncos being a three and a half point favorite. They're now up to, in most places, a six and a half. Where I said at Circa is really the only six that I'm seeing right now. And that Seattle, that Seattle home crowd, the 12s, they're just absolutely amazing. I think that that's a home field advantage that deserves a little bit more than three points. Meanwhile, the most notorious one is the LA Chargers. We remember when they were playing in the soccer stadium that that was pretty much no home field advantage whatsoever. But I think that taking a look at just this topic in general, I think it's so interesting because it's not just a crowd. I always think that body clock games are something that needs to be taken into account when you take a look at home field advantage as well, which winds up having it deviate a little bit. Yeah, and, and different times of year are different. I mean, teams going to Miami this first week of the season. Teams going to Denver early on during the year, teams too. going to Denver. That Denver, I was going to say, that Denver home field advantage, I, the record's unbelievable through the past few years. And it's not a coincidence. I mean, it is it is hard. When you're not in full playing shape, and for, especially for these teams that didn't play much in the preseason, you're trying to play three hours in the altitude. Well, good luck. But that might apply to Denver Broncos a little bit this year, too. I look at you. We talk, You talked about that Monday night game quickly. And... Look, the Broncos didn't play anybody in the preseason, and we've seen teams really struggle out of the gate in week one. Look, I get why teams don't play their starters in the preseason. I agree with it. But the trade-off is sometimes you're rusty week one, at least for maybe even a half. We saw with the Packers last year getting blown out by the Saints. A lot of people here in Denver where I'm based were not happy with Nathaniel Hackett for not playing any starters in the preseason, but this is what he's going to do. And everybody's given up on the Seahawks, right? Everybody's against the Seahawks. The whole world's going to be on Denver Broncos. That is going to be on every single teaser that is made for week one. And you know that's a trouble spot. Geno Smith, for all we want to say about Geno Smith, when he had to fill in for Russell Wilson last year, he did look competent. He, he was not terrible. They still have some guys on that team. That, you know, Tyler Lockett, DJ or DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, uh, some of the guys on defense, they still do have players. Pete Carroll's a Super Bowl winning coach. I, I think this, this line is way too inflated. I grabbed it early in the offseason. I believe it was minus four when I grabbed it. I'm regretting it a little bit now. I can't lie because it, the entire world is on the Broncos and you know, those spots, you always get a little nervous when you can't find one person who wants to back the Seahawks in the game. And I think you bring up something very fascinating as well. Everyone's taking a look at, oh, Geno Smith. He's not a very good quarterback. They were taking a look at Drew Locke. Oh, Drew Locke. He's a terrible quarterback. And while quarterback is just such an important position, not just in the NFL, but across all sports, I do think that it's important to keep in mind what's the offensive line like, because you could have the greatest quarterback in the history of forever, but I mean, if the offensive line isn't blocking anyone, that makes it very difficult for them as well. And I always think diving into some of the big uglies, I think that that's one of the best things that you can do to prepare, not just for week one, but for the football season in general. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons, we've talked about the Eagles before. One of the reasons I love the Eagles this season, their offensive line might be the best in football. And that's just one other strength the Eagles have. uh, One reason I'm really backing them this year. Yep, you can love Jalen Hurts, you can hate Jalen Hurts, but you know what, you put around him, someone like an A.J. Brown. You've got that offensive line and a defense that has really been able to fortify itself as well. That makes the Philadelphia Eagles a good contender to be able to win that division. And we're going to be talking with Frank Schwab on the other side a little bit more about just some things to take a look at for week one. And on top of that, some teams that were a little bit bullish slash bearish on going into the NFL season as well. That is going to be coming up on the flip side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. 
The nicotine pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people last achieve lasting success by offering a smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands that there isn't one right time to make change. Everyone's timeline is a little bit different. Everyone's on their own journey. But when you feel like you're ready to take that first step forward towards change, Zinn is going to be there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That is EYN.com. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine that is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience, being joined by Frank Schwab, does an incredible job over there at Yahoo Sports. And Frank, I know that we wound up diving into a little bit of week one. We wound up making sure to be able to hit on that Buffalo Bills versus LA Rams game. That is going to be the first game that we wind up seeing all season long. But taking a look at the board and taking a look at games that are very much of intrigue. I just, I keep going back to this Minnesota Vikings versus Green Bay Packers game. And the Packers have had a history of really struggling towards the beginning part of the season. If you're going to pick off the Packers, you're probably going to do it within the first four, five or so weeks of the season. We all think back to, Aaron Rodgers saying R-E-L-A-X last season against the New Orleans Saints was a calamity. And right now, we've got the Minnesota Vikings anywhere between a one and a half to a two-point underdog. And this one is calling my name. Not sure about you, but I take a look at these home underdogs. They're all very fascinating, but I think that Minnesota, in terms of just all the home underdogs in general, I think they've got the best shot of being able to win outright. Yeah, I mean, it's my favorite play on the board in week one. And so many boxes you check for the Vikings in this game. And like you said, Packers early in the year. We're, you know, we're old enough from Wisconsin to remember that even the great Packers teams of the 90s, they went to the Metrodome and lost. And even these great Aaron Rodgers teams, they go to Minnesota and they struggle. It is just a hard road trip for the Green Bay Packers for some reason. And it has been for 25 years now. So that's working against them. But more than that, just for this specific matchup, I think Kevin O'Connell is a total unknown coming into this game, and that's a good thing for them. He didn't play any starters in the preseason. They didn't show anything in the preseason. So Matt LaFleur, who I have a lot of respect for as a head coach, a lot of people think he's just long for the ride with Aaron Rodgers. I think is a very, very good coach, but he goes into this game game plan. What, what's he even have to work off of? He, how could you game plan for a team? We have no idea what the coach's tendencies are. I, I really, and I like this Vikings team. I think that you know, they've wore, I've warmed up to them over the offseason. I went into the offseason and like, ah, this team is always underachieving. But then you really look at their talent and you start to think, maybe if a new voice it can really boost them. Almost like, you know, Matt Nagy didn't work out long-term for the Bears. But that first year, they took a huge leap. I could see the Vikings being pretty good this year. Week one, you jump on the Packers, who are going to be figuring out their offense without Devontae Adams. Everything just lines up for the Vikings in this game. And I think that this line is going to move. I think... I would not surprise me at all if by kickoff, the Vikings are favored by a point, point and a half. And you bring up something that I think is just worth mentioning as well, because going into week one, teams aren't what they are right now as compared to what they might be in week 15, week 16, going into the playoffs. And you mentioned it with the Green Bay Packers. They wind up losing Devontae Adams. And on top of that, we all focus on Devontae Adams, but Marcus Valdez-Scantling, he was a big part of yeah. that offense as well. They wind up losing him, too. got 30 million from the Chiefs. <laughs> it's just, they it's like one it. of these situations where I take a look at the Green Bay Packers, and if this were if this game were played week 10, week 11, I'd feel a little bit more bullish about them. Mm-hmm. But I take a look at this in week one, and I have my question marks, and are there any other teams other than the Packers that you take a look at and you say, all right, maybe if this game were in week eight, I'd feel a little bit different rather than week one where they're trying to figure things out. Yeah, and, and one of those for me is 
Denver, as we talked about yep. a little bit before the break going, just because new quarterback and they didn't play anybody in the preseason, they're going to be figuring things out. And a team I wouldn't necessarily have thought this about, but maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, we, we, t- I, I'm on Dallas week one. I liked them a lot more before the Tyron Smith injury. I'll say that, but I still do like Dallas in this game because when you look at the Buccaneers, you start to, you know, this whole weirdness of Brady leaving for a while during camp. I think that might have thrown off their rhythm a bit. You got Chris Godwin coming back off an ACL. We don't know if he's even going to play week one. And if he does, is he going to be 100%? Russell Gage hasn't practiced very much. New team. We don't know if he's going to be able to answer the bell week one for sure. We've talked a lot about the offensive line injuries. We keep forgetting there's a new coaching staff there. I know it's just Todd Bowles moving from defense coordinator up one spot, but it still is a change. No Bruce Arians there anymore. So I wonder if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just get off to a little bit of a slow start this year. And, you know, maybe if, the, if this game, like you said, if, if this Buccaneers team was traveling to face Dallas in week eight, week nine, yeah, I, I might feel a little bit better about the Bucs in that game. But in this one, I just think the Cowboys might jump on them a little bit. Catch the, There's been a lot of bad vibes coming out of Tampa Bay, and I don't know if that's going to linger all season. They're going to have a surprisingly disappointing year. But not a lot of great news the last month out of Tampa Bay. So Dallas is another one of those home teams I really, really like this week. It's been interesting to take a look at that line movement as well because we wound up seeing this open up in a lot of places in the neighborhood about a two-ish. It wound up going to one, one and a half. Now it's back up to two and a half in a lot of places. So, man, it has been a roller coaster ride. We're pretty much back where we wound up starting with anywhere between a two and two and a half in this game. But certainly one of those games that I think is going to be fascinating to see what happens on that front end. I do think that there's some good value with the Dallas Cowboys, who I feel like a lot of people forget. They wound up very nearly knocking off the Buccaneers on the road last season. Now they wind up getting them at home. A little bit of a revenge spot from last season. So I think that that's very important to take a look at. And this is also a game that I'm fascinated by this movement because when I was doing the show 24 hours ago, we were finding the Colts as an eight-point favorite. This has come down to seven. I'm seeing one straight seven half on the board with the Colts laying it, but I take a look at the line movement that we've gotten here from a from a eight to a seven. I think that that's pretty significant, whether you're a teasers player or you want to lay the seven because now if it winds up being a touchdown game, at the very least, you wind up ensuring yourself that push. And I don't know if this winds up getting down to six half or not. Personally, I would be of the mindset of this probably does not, but I do think that it is very fascinating that we wound up seeing this Colts versus Texans game go from an eight to a seven overnight. Yeah, and this is a t- look, the Colts are a good team. I really do like the Colts, but they're not going to blow many teams out. That's not how they're built. This isn't is they, you know, they'll get on a couple teams like that, but they're mostly a grinded out team. And this is another home underdog. I really, really like I, I think the Texans. Their talent level is a lot better than it was last year. Now, they're still not great by any means, but we a lot more competitive than they were last year. Damian Pierce has looked great in the preseason. Nico Collins looks like he's ready to take a leap. Brevin Jordan, their tight end, he might be a factor. I really do like Davis Mills. I think Davis Mills could be a solid quarterback in the NFL. And you just look at a lot of things are pointing kind of up for the Texans. They're going to be excited about this game. They're a young team. And I just, I think the Colts win, but man, when it was eight, I was like, this is way too many. This is just, it's kind of ridiculous. You tell me it should be 14 in Indianapolis. I don't think so. Or, you know, 13, whatever it would be. I just think that was way too many points. So yeah, the Texans, I think they're a team that, you know, you look at that four and a half win total. They have a lot of people like the over and I do too, because I just think the Texans seems to surprise some people. And this is one of those games we could look back at in November and say, wow, the, the Texans beat the Colts really. But that's the kind of thing that happens week one when you got this kind of matchup and 
Yeah, eight points was ridiculous. And I totally agree that the line moved out. It has been interesting to take a look at this one. And I think that this is more in the neighborhood of the right number that we should be seeing. I was unwilling to go in on the Colts laying eight. And I'd like the Colts to be able to win that division. I think that Matt Ryan going to the Colts, that is a perfect landing spot for him because we wound up seeing Carson Wentz. He wound up flailing out last season. That game that we wound up seeing against the Jacksonville Jaguars, that was just not a great situation. And, oh, would you look at that? Carson Wentz is going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, the team that pretty much exiled him from Indianapolis. And right now, that's been a game that we've been seeing at three pretty much throughout. And I just take a look at this game. And when it comes to the Washington Commanders, it's a team that I feel like they've been a little bit overvalued here in the preseason. I just Mm -hmm. cannot trust Carson Wentz to save my life. I don't necessarily know if I want to take a shot on the Jags right now. We talk about teams that they're going to be able to grow and develop throughout the season. I feel a little bit better about them if I've seen a little bit of a sample size as to what Trevor Lawrence is going to be looking like under Doug Peterson. But this is a game where I just take a look at it and I cross Washington off my list of teams I want to bet on. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be on the Jaguars. Not, It's not, you know, I don't have the Vikings level confidence that I have on this game, but I do like the Jaguars. If you give me a full three, because everything you said, Washington, look, they they want, basically wanted to bench Antonio Gibson, right? Or Brian Robinson. He's a well, unfortunately, Brian Robinson, the robbery attempt we've all heard about, he's not going to be there week one. So another Chase Young's not going to be there week one. He, his ACL recovery is going a little slow. So a lot of bad vibes coming out of Washington. Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. And I just wonder if this Jacksonville team is going to have good value early in the season. We Look, last year was a disaster for them. You can't. You just have to throw the whole thing out. Like, what, what did the Jacksonville Jaguars, what, what could you even take from that when Urban Meyer was just, just one of the worst coaching hires of all time? I think this year they spent so much money in the offseason, and usually teams that spend that much money do get a bump. I, you see, they're, they do improve. They Jacksonville Jaguars might not win 11 games, but they should be better. I trust Trevor Lawrence. I think that they beat the Commanders. I really like plus three there. I'll probably be on the money line, too, because I think the Jaguars get this win. And as I'm seeing it right now, we're seeing this come down to two and a half in most books as well, and I do think that that's the correct move because... I'm just not very bullish on Washington coming into the season. I'm always bullish on your content, Frank. You do a great job over at Yahoo Sports. Always appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, man. Enjoy week one. It is going to be a tremendous week one of the NFL season, but in order to be able to get to week one of the NFL season, we've got Wednesday, and on Wednesday, we've got a lot of MLB coverage. So coming next, I'm going to give you guys a few picks on the Wednesday MLB board right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook all season long. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all things football related content. Go to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotion, player props, and so much more. Every single week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. And great to have Frank Schwab, a man that much like myself is from the great state of Wisconsin, on for the last two segments. Just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the NFL. So great to be able to have him aboard. And football chatter is going to be going on all night long. We've got the Sports Gambling Podcast Network gentlemen who are going to be joining me in studio in hour number two. So we're going to be talking with both of them as Sean Green, Ryan Kramer. They're going to be coming up here in... We're going to call it about 30 or so minutes is when they're going to be in studio. I was trying to do the math in my head, but they're going to be here in about 30 minutes. We're going to be talking a little college, a little pro with them. And then in hour number three, we've got Raheem Palmer does a great job with the ringer that he is going to be joining me in studio as well. And got to give credit where credit is due. My producer, Jason Kahn, does an absolutely tremendous job lining up these guests. He always stacks a deck for myself, so... We do appreciate his efforts every single night. It's a masterpiece from him. And you see all these graphics up here at vsin.com. My wonderful technical director, Nick, he does those. And every single night, he brings the heat. Taylor, he gets me set up on audio. Even though sometimes I might wind up sounding incoherent, at the same time, it sounds very sharp. And Taylor, he's one of the best in the business. The guys behind me, they do a great job. The show says a Greg Peterson experience, but it truly takes a team. And I am very lucky to have the team behind me because these guys are the best in the business, in my opinion. So because these guys are certainly living up to their billing, it's time for me to live up to my billing as we've got, as I'm doing this live, most of the games for Tuesday going final. We want to just seeing the Seattle Mariners get the job done against the Chicago White Sox by a count of three to zero. And you know what, when it comes to the game that we're going to be seeing on Wednesday, it's a little bit of a surprise starter here for the Chicago White Sox. We're going to see if we can wind up getting numbers towards back half of the show because Circa literally just hung a line on this game about 10, 
maybe 15 minutes ago. Michael Kopech and Luis Castillo with Castillo and company for the Seattle Mariners being a minus 189 favorite. Would like to see if we can get a little bit more of a consensus here before I wind up giving you any plays there. But this is going to be a fascinating game, in my opinion, as the Arizona Diamondbacks have been one of the more pesky teams in baseball down the stretch. But I have to go up against a guy that has been dominated at home. We go 963-964. The San Diego Padres, they're going to be playing against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Tommy Henry, the pride of Michigan, is going to be going for Arizona. And you Darvish is on the bump for the Padres. Padres favorites anywhere between minus $2 to minus 205. And between plus 175 and plus 182 is your number on Arizona with aping the total. Seeing a little bit of juice on the over. But with Tommy Henry, I do feel like he's doing for a little bit of regression. Take a look at what he's been able to do this far this season. And it's not been great. It's not been terrible. It's not been bad. With Henry, he's been giving up a little bit over three walks per nine innings. You'd like to see him be able to bring that number down just a smidge as he has been also only getting right around six and a half strikeouts per nine innings. ERA and fielding independent, they're relatively in line. 483 ERA, fielding independent of a 460. He's been able to do a relatively solid job of being able to keep the ball in the yard. But big thing is, you Darvish, ever since he wanted coming over to the San Diego Padres prior to the start of the 2021 season, He's been shaky on the road. I think that that's the most polite way of putting it, but at home, this guy's been dominant. Thus far this season, he's got an ERA that hovers right around about a 2-1 at home. Meanwhile, his ERA on the road, that winds going up to a 4, and the deep ball has really been a big reason why, because he has been able to do a solid job of just being able to keep the ball in the yard in San Diego, which that makes sense. Pitcher-friendly ballpark out there in San Diego. Easier to be able to keep the ball in the park there rather than when you go to say Coors Field because they play in the same division as the Colorado Rockies, but opponents are in a microscopic buck 72 off of them when he is in Petco, but I will say this little bit of a heat wave going through the state of California. I do wind up taking that into account just a tad. It's not one of these cases where it's like, oh, it's 10 degrees above normal and insert your place here. This total that I would typically wind up setting to where a seven or less, I'd be taking a look at it over. Let's jack it up a run and a half or something like that. It's certainly not the case. The only real ballpark that winds up having that sort of weight, that'd be Wrigley Field, and that's due to the wind. And when you wind up getting like 20, 25 mile per hour winds in a lot of ballparks, San Francisco, a little bit of an exception. Typically, you do wind up having to hike up those numbers. But when it comes to you, Darvish has been able to do a very solid job for the San Diego Padres team all season long. And still doing a nice job of being able to get swings and misses as well as overall for the season, nine strikeouts per nine innings. And demand has really been some of the best of his career, 1.7 walks per nine innings. The thing that could wind up ruining this under and the reason why I am on the over, like I said, shaded up my numbers just a little bit for the warmer temperatures. But on top of that, you've got a San Diego Padres team in which they're currently employing Josh Hader, which is ERA entering into Tuesday night at 1755 ever since he wanted coming over to San Diego. To say that that's not good would be an understatement. You do have someone like a DeBell Crisman. He's able to give you multiple innings. He's been solid. Someone like a Luis Garcia, neither great, not, not terrible either. So, I mean, the rest of the San Diego Padres bullpen, it's average to slightly above average. And then you've got an Arizona Diamondbacks bunch that they do rank at the bottom eight in the big leagues in terms of bullpen, ERA, and post-All-Star break. It has not necessarily been too tremendous. That is the one sort of trepidation that you've got with this Arizona Diamondbacks team as actually did a good job of being able to save their bullpen the last few days as Joe Mantiply is really the guy that you look to. He's been able to post up a sub-3 ERA. Ian Kennedy has been solid, and they do wind up getting Kyle Nelson coming off of the injured list, but with Kyle Nelson, I took a look at his first series going out there against the Milwaukee Brewers, and that was a little bit of an issue as he wound up having three straight walks in one of those appearances against the Milwaukee Brewers. He doesn't look to be 
fully at 100%. So something that I'm certainly keeping in mind. And for the Arizona Diamondbacks, they also do a great job of being able to hit home runs on the road. Now, I do think that this is going to be tempered a little bit by the fact that they're going to be playing in Petco. But when it comes to the Arizona Diamondbacks, in the neighborhood, about 1.3 home runs per game when they're on the road. More like 0.9, 0.95 home runs per game at home. It's been very strange to take a look at. And for the Diamondbacks, they do rank in the bottom eight in terms of batting average, but they've got guys that are starting to step up. Jake McCarthy has been able to hit 285. Josh Rojas is hitting at 275. Keitel Marte, Dalton Varsho, Alec Thomas. Now they're hitting between about a 242, 250. And with Varsho, 20 plus home runs this season. Christian Walker, post All Star break, he has been able to do a great job of moving the line, hitting above a 260. Hit home run number 32 on Tuesday as well. And then for the Padres, they've been dealing with having Brandon Drury out of the fold. That is a issue for this team because with Brandon Drury, he, along with Juan Soto, Manny Machado, all guys that will be able to give this team at least 22 home runs. It's been interesting to gauge as Padres offense as well because with the San Diego Padres, they average right around 4.7, 4.8 runs per game on the road at home. They are the fourth worst offense in the big leagues. And if you're the number, the top three teams, you're going to be like, wow, how are they in this saber as the Washington Nationals, Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Miami Marlins, which, by the way, if you're on Marlins watch right now, two runs or fewer in each of their last nine games and three runs or fewer in 30 out of their last 33. It's been cataclysmic what we have seen with that offense. It's really a tragedy. But that said, with the San Diego Padres, they just have not been able to generate runs the same way at home rather than on the road. I do think that the increased temperature is also going up against a Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen that is not necessarily too terrific. That should be able to help them out a little bit, especially with having Ian Kennedy. He's currently polishing up the game as I do this right now, throwing right around 20-plus pitches. So I do think that that could be able to help them out a little bit. And I do think that Hugh Darvish is going to be able to continue his dominance at home because I do think that this is going to be a little bit of a higher scoring game. I said my total a little bit north of eight, so I'm looking at it over in this spot. I do think that it winds up lending a little bit more credence to the run line as well. The Padres may have been a little bit of a rough run line team, but find them in most spots even money. I'm seeing a stray minus 105, but for the most part, even money. I do think that you wind up getting good value there rather than laying a rather substantial number because I did wind up making the Padres on my projected money line about a minus 210 favorite. Wanted making them more like minus 113 on the run line, though. I see a little bit more value on the run line, plus got a little bit less liability as well. And the fact that I do think that it's going to be a higher scoring game, it makes it a little bit less likely for this to land on one run. So I'm going to be taking a look at the Padres on the run line and set my total a little bit north of eight. So going to be taking a look at the over in this spot as well. And I did mention that White Sox versus Seattle Mariners game. Got a few games that... Hopefully, we're going to be able to get a few numbers up for as well as you did wind up noticing that the Minnesota Twins and the New York Yankees game, that wound up getting washed out on Tuesday. So as a result, you're going to have Joe Ryan and Garrett Cole, the projected starters for Tuesday. They're going to be going on Wednesday. They're going to be playing a double dip. You've also got a Mets versus Pittsburgh Pirates doubleheader that is going to be going as well. So you're going to have Jacob deGrom and also Chris Bassett going on the mound for them right now. Books have yet to be able to offer numbers on those games because with the Pittsburgh Pirates, they're sorting things out. I am seeing on ESPN that Bryce Wilson and Johan Oviedo are the projected starters. So expect those money line prices to be relatively high in this circumstance for the New York Mets. But you've also got a few other games that hopefully we're going to wind up getting a few numbers on towards the back half of the show as you've got a very big demonstrative favorite on open on the opening line with the Houston Astros being right around a minus 270 favorite against the Texas Rangers. And 
you're able to get a plus 240 like I'm seeing out here at Circa on Cole Reagans and the Texas Rangers. Might be worth taking a little bit of a flyer on, but we're going to take a look at a game that we've got numbers widely available on as coming up next. Going to give you guys my DK Nation pick for the Diamond on Wednesday on the flip side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience of VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can f- all made to order, so you can f- all made to order, so you can f- all made to order. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.